and thank you for tuning in to the Attack and Release Show. My name is Matt, and I am joined by my good friend from Nashville, Sam Moses. Hi. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about an experiment that Sam performed uh, in terms of if I buy streams for a song I just put on Spotify, will I actually see a return on that? Mm-hmm. And where Spotify is going, this, uh, this also may be a little bit of a... A uh, couple part series that we may investigate into the digital revolution and where streaming may or may not be going and yes. what may be in store for the future. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is this is going to be an awesome one. This actually was a podcast that was like it came out of the beginnings of before we even knew that this was going to be a podcast. Yeah. And it was like, we have to tell people what's going on. Sam right. did like a, a litany of uh, <laughs> Instagram stories. And I went down the Sam is hole. the king. He is the king of Instagram stories. Oh, but thank you. He, like what? You had incredible engagement with it, right? I did. It was insane on the amount of people who were following along. I felt like I was cracking the code on something or like had hacked the government and people were following along. <laughs> was it the Spotify Da Vinci code? <laughs> yes, that's what it felt like. <laughs> <laughs> well cool. So you wanna you wanna get into this? Yeah. I uh let's just talk about let's let's do a snapshot of Spotify and how they started. Cause I think that gives cool. context to some of the good things that are happening and a lot of the bad things that are happening uh with Spotify right now. But cool. Basically, Spotify launched in 2008 in Stockholm, Sweden. And it was started by, he's now a billionaire, Daniel Eck, I believe. His last name is E.K. And he's 35 now. Um, but this guy is like a straight-up entrepreneur, baller, like driven guy. Because at the age of 13, he started making websites for companies and basically what he started doing was he had some company pay him like 100 bucks to make a website. And then he took that website, leveraged it, marketed it, charged another company $200, took that those two sites, took those to another company, charged the next company $300, then $400, $500, and so the on. snowball. Exactly. Until he was making around five to 10000 per website. And basically by the age of 18... He was still living at home, and he was making over $50,000 a month off websites. Wow. And then at that point, his mom, I guess, and this is what I found on the internet, his mom started to get suspicious of him because he started bringing home big screen TVs every month, (laughs) of all things. (laughs) Just multiple big screen TVs. Um but yeah, at 18, he's making 50 grand a month off websites. And at that point, he managed to hire 25 people as well for his website company. So, mm. you know, that he's clearly like a business savvy person, very driven. Um, and so he had that going on. And then in 2002, uh, Daniel had the idea for Spotify. Basically, once Napster got shut down, um, mm-hmm. The first time, he kind of thought, you know what, this isn't, this is actually a great idea. It just needs to be like legalized. Like, we need to figure out how to make money on this and get it legit. Yeah. Cause this is the future, is basically what he said in 2002. So, 
for the next like four years, he basically dabbled in torrent sites. He became CEO of uTorrent, which of course wow. is like one of the biggest illegal torrent sites, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that ended quick. He wasn't there very long from what I've read, um, but he ended, he got out and stopped being CEO once uTorrent got sold to BitTorrent. Um, and mm-hmm. this is all in kind of 2006 time. Mm-hmm. So after that, then he started and met Martin um, Lawrenson. I don't know how you say his last name. It's L-O-R-E-N-T-Z-O-N. We'll just call him Martin. Uh, he met with Martin. him to create Spotify. And Martin was a little bit older. He's um, He's currently 48. But Martin basically is kind of like, um, the tech guy behind Spotify. Martin mm-hmm. won a ton of tech awards. He's a developer. Um, he's also a billionaire. And so he kind of helped shape Spotify's platform. He helped with the tech side of it. And Daniel had more of the idea, big vision, um, mm-hmm. kind of dreamer thing. So together, you know, they've got a pretty good team going on. Oh, yeah. So that is kind of the background. And... Um, I mean, they're like, it's one of, I mean, it's changed the whole world, obviously. And like currently Spotify has like over 140 million users and that was as of 2017. So I'm sure it's, it's gone up since then. Um, over 50 million paid subscribers and they are just growing by the day. So Mm. that's kind of a snapshot of where Spotify started, how it got started, and who's involved. So basically you have two billionaire guys, one guy with the vision, the dream, the other guy, the tech guy, put them together, mm-hmm. you've got Spotify. Does that make go. sense? Yeah, man, and it pretty much changed. I guess in the past, I guess this is 10 years, October of this year will be 10 years mm-hmm. that it's uh, that it's been around. I mean, it, in those 10 years, it has completely changed the music consuming culture right yeah and like what it means to put out music as an artist and to be paid from a streaming service or from people consuming right i mean you have like millennium music that was like everywhere like at least yeah. in charleston that was closed down had a very prominent spot downtown charleston i think that's now a walgreens and yeah i mean it's like it's put music stores out of business Fr- frankly with vinyl though it's like fortunately yeah. everything's coming back yeah um but yeah, it's like changing everything, like absolutely everything about music, and to a point to where a lot of people would argue that it is devaluing right music because essentially, in uh, for an unpaying subscriber, I guess you wouldn't even be a subscriber just for an unpaid account. Yeah, you're essentially getting this uh, this product for free. Right. So, right. and then even if you are paying for it, the artist is. Uh, it's like what? What is it? It's like a very, very low like payout per play, and I yes. we'll get into all that yeah. later. Yeah. So it's in the past decade, it has revolutionized. Yeah. Like, and maybe in a not good way, maybe in a good way, maybe giving some ideas here and there. Yeah. Um, but maybe possibly opening some doors for some change in the future. So, right. But all that we'll we'll get into. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's nuts, man. Yeah. So obviously, we have like a bunch of talking points here. So I think I just want to start with maybe one of one of the biggest things that kind of sets up everything else we may talk about, which is 
we need to clarify that major labels have ownership in Spotify. And this, to me, like yes. blew my mind when I started doing the research. But a lot of people feel like streaming is going to kill labels or that it's ruining music and it's going to end the industry. But this is basically impossible because when Spotify started, they obviously needed music to legally license it. And they needed some money to start up at the time. I don't think either of the guys were actual billionaires at that time when they started officially. I think they had lots of billions and millions, but I don't think they're officially billionaires from what I saw. Um, but when Spotify started, and all the research I've seen is still confirming these numbers, but Sony BMG bought in 5.8% of Spotify. Universal bought in 4.8%. Warner bought in 3.8%. EMI bought in at 1.9%. So around, you know, estimate 15% of Spotify is owned mm. by major label. Right um, off the bat. Yeah, right off the bat. And that's been that way since day one, which I think mm. is crazy that, like, most people don't know that. I didn't know that. And so this means a lot of things in that, Labels, essentially, they were smart, as they've kind of always been, because they're always thinking about money, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. They were like, uh, this is probably the future, so we should own part of the biggest platform that's going to be streaming. So I think that's like, that needs to be known, and I think a lot mm -hmm. of artists don't realize that, um, because this dictates everything, which we'll get into it, but if labels have at least 15% of the company, and they have the majority of the catalog of what the consumer, cons you know, what the consumer oh, listens yeah. to. People have really viewed Spotify as like, as an independent artist, as kind of like their way to make a, you know, a big break or get discovered. Like it's, mm -hmm. I think people view streaming and Spotify as like, this is fair, you know, it's fair game now. Like I can make a song and I have just as much chance as, uh, Kanye West, you know, getting a hit, but mm -hmm. which is, I guess, technically possible, but but also <laughs> there is an independent website called Forgotify that is for millions and millions of songs on Spotify that do not have one play. Right, exactly. So, <laughs> keep that in mind as well. Yeah. So I think it's interesting because I think this is part of the branding of Spotify. Um, I think they did a great job of painting this picture to independent artists of like, hey, you can become famous on Spotify and it's a level playing field and all these mm. mean labels that, you know, are just going to take all your money and don't care about you. You can forget them, distribute your own music here and have this giant platform to put out music. But at the end of the day, the labels are heavily influencing what you see, what gets put at the top which we'll mm -hmm. get into that later with the pay-per-play. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just not, I think, I don't think people are aware, independent artists are aware of, of how much the major labels are involved with Spotify. And because mm -hmm. of that, that's that makes the playing field not level. So mm -hmm. I feel like that was that's one of the biggest things that I feel like people need to know or be aware of is like, you 
still have a heck of a lot of work to do <laughs> to get famous or get known as an artist. Oh, and yes. Spotify is a platform where you can put your song on, but it's definitely still not a level playing field, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like a big a big thing I found to be very interesting. Um, and then basically from there, like, so major labels bought into it and it kind of, you know, it gave Spotify all their music to then allow their consumer to listen to. But basically, and and you know more about this, Matthew, probably, so I'll let you talk about it, but we have, like, basically Spotify is now trying to go public, and they'd like to do this to get out of the $1 billion of debt they currently have. So, Yeah, um, and I think I think it was uh, $1.5 billion in debt, and that that's an old figure. Yeah. Um, that's not taking into account, like, uh, how they finished off the fourth quarter, like as yeah. of January fifteenth. Yeah. Um, so, uh, who knows where their twenty seventeen numbers ended up? Right. But uh, everyone's saying whether it's one day ago, seven days ago, or whatnot that Spotify has filed and is filing for an IPO, um, which essentially is they are going to be a publicly traded company, um, which could be good or bad. Um, yeah. And I, Sam and I were talking a little bit about this before uh, before we started recording. And I was kind of comparing Spotify to Go- GoPro a, a little bit just because uh, GoPro went public a little while ago. But whenever you do that, you open up your books to everybody. Right. And you are a public company. Right. And there are no secrets about what you're doing. Right. And it's like, GoPro a year or so ago had a good idea of, hey, even though we're an established brand, let's go ahead and do $2 million in Super Bowl ads. Yeah. Well, their investors see this, and they start going into this death spiral of, well, your expenses are $1.5 million uh, higher than they were the previous year, so what's going on? Are you mismanaging your money? Like, where is all this going? You're doing a Super Bowl ad even though you're an established company. Right. And... They started doing all these other spinoff things, and they ended up, uh, I think it was January of 2018, They, uh, the CEO said that they are open to selling, and they yeah. hired J.P. Morgan to broker that. Yeah. So, I mean, I yeah, you, you, of course, you're going to have a lot of interest coming into this with Spotify. And, I mean, it, it's always a big thing when a company right. goes public. Yeah. But, I mean, is it... Is it necessarily a good thing? And that's what you'll find out with the long term. If anyone trades stock, yeah, right. get in on it like as soon as it hits. Right. Ride it as it goes up, but do not stay on that roller coaster. Because right. it's like that sucker's going to go down as people start digging in the books and people start seeing what's going on. Right. Because, I mean, that could be the death of Spotify. Right. Yeah. So yeah. It's, a, it's a whirlwind, man. Right. Yeah. Like basically what I found online was like as of 2017. Spotify had a revenue of $3.3 billion. Mm-hmm. But the kicker within all this is that 50% of that they've signed. This goes back to the major label thing. And this will be interesting when it becomes publicly traded, traded assuming it does. But 50% of what they make, they've agreed to pay major labels. Basically, they've promised major labels over the next two years, they're going to be paying them $2 billion minimum to get better royalty rates for them to increase its margins and to have access to more songs for the platform. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't like going public and then having to owe that. It's just, 
it's crazy to me. Like the amount of influence labels have on Spotify right now, they're basically they basically own Spotify at the end of the day. Yeah. You know? And so, like you're saying with the IPO thing, it'll be interesting to see if it's beneficial to them or not. Um, because currently, like, I mean, last year the company basically lost, they said, $390 million. So they're not... Yikes. They're not really profiting, which isn't, like, crazy for large companies to be, you know, quote-unquote losing money. Um, it's actually good for them to show that. It's right. actually the opposite of, like, personal finances because right. you don't owe anything. Uh-huh. So it just doesn't look really good when you're right. going for an IPO. And whenever right. we keep talking about that, yeah. an IPO, it stands for initial public offering. Yeah. So, or like whenever you go public and real quick, I just pulled up the numbers. Uh, Fortune.com has uh, Spotify's IPO at 20 billion. Yeah. And what was it? It was like CNBC had their uh, valuation at 23 billion. Yeah. So, I mean, it could take everything like up $20 billion in value. So while that is good initially, as people start digging in and seeing what they're going to be doing as a company, right? I mean, it's it's just a valuation. There's no money behind it. Yeah. So, and, and I, and I think I saw here somewhere, it's like people are estimating that, um, I think it's, a shares has a Spotify, like a potential trade, as high as $132.5 per share. Wow. That's incredible. I mean, f- to, to put that in perspective, Facebook launched, I'm pretty sure, it was between like $38 and $42 its opening day. Yeah. I think it, I think it opened at $42. It dropped to like $38, $36, and people started freaking out. Yeah. And I, it actually crashed the market. Huh. And like they had to like redo all their computers. It was a, it was a madhouse. Yeah. And so, but I mean, for it to be coming in that high, mm-hmm. it's like all, all all that this is showing is red flags, right? Especially from I think what we're going to be showing is a little bit of a mismanaged company in terms of what they believe they are and what they are selling, right? Yep. So it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting ride. Yeah. Well, let's get into that to the yeah, kind of mismanagement thing. You want to talk about that? Yeah, and whenever. And Sam and I don't really have notes, so I'm sorry if this is a little uh, jumbled around. Uh, whenever you have a company, you need to define what you're selling, and you need to define who you're selling to. It's it's the exact same as speaking. You get up on stage, and you need to cater your speech, whether it's written or it's just from the heart. Uh, you need to cater it to the audience, and yeah. it's just called, quote-unquote, knowing your audience. Um, and then in business, it takes one, it's one more step further of – whether it's a service or anything else, you have to ask yourself what it is that you're selling. Right. Um, and before uh, Sam and I started recording today, uh, I tried looking up this article, and I had to get a little bit Facebook stalker, like stalkerish. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I don't, I don't care, whatever. <laughs> Doesn't matter to me. Um, and I went back to like it was like November or something, or maybe December of last year. Um, to find this article that was very interesting to me. Uh, I didn't know who wrote it or anything or where it was posted, but I found it, and it was uh, at first debuted by the Huffington Post, and I clicked on it, it says, this content has been removed. Yeah. And then I dug, did some more digging, and I was like, man, that's like says a lot of stuff about them. Right. Um, 
especially when talking about a music mogul. Right. But then I found it probably about 30 or so minutes later. And it's titled, if you want to go look it up, and it is on trackrecord.net. Um, it is called Spotify is not in the business of selling you Spotify. No, yeah. I'm sorry. Spotify is in the business of selling you Spotify, not music. Right. And this is essentially about this one guy who goes to a meeting with um, some Spotify execs, and they're going to kind of uh, be talking about, like, sustainable and ethical Internet, like, practices for the protection of artists and, uh, let's see, artist right of the digital age as well. Yeah. And I'm going to read a little snippet from the meeting real quick. Um, so start the quote, uh, I was a vocal participant in the meeting and when it was over, I found myself surrounded by several Spotify executives. One said, Blake, I just don't think you understand. Our users love our product because it's such an amazing one. End quote. Another added, uh, you have looked at, uh, you have to look just past the numbers. Our product is so great that it's actually turning the industry around. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Which is kind of a weird thing to say. You have to look past our numbers. That's a red flag. <laughs> right. I don't know if you remember the old like SNL skit. There was like a cologne that was called Red Flag, oh and gosh, it's like so she's funny. funny, but not in a ha ha way. It's like <laughs> Red Flag. Oh my gosh! <laughs> look that up. It's great. Oh, um, this went on for a while until I finally said to one of the executives, "You keep using the word product, and I'm not trying to be difficult. I'm just really asking you what." Do you think your product is? Yeah. The executive was surprised. He stared at me blankly and said, what do you mean? Our product is Spotify. There it was. It was shocking. It was a shocking admission to me in earshot of everyone. And <laughs> he obviously didn't think he was an admission at all. Right. No, no, sorry. I said, shaking my head in disbelief, your product isn't Spotify. He continued to stare at me and I said, sir, your product is music. This emboldened musicians standing around us and started laughing. The exec smiled back and, and kind of backed away and said, well, okay, if you're going to be like that. <laughs> the article goes on to say, for those who don't spend a lot of time considering how streaming platforms devalue artists and users, let's make this, cl- let's make this clear. Morgan's story feels troubling because it illustrates that as a representative of Spotify, the unnamed exec, intrinsically ignores what the platform is supposed to provide. Right. So access to music and places emphasis on selling Spotify. Right. So I'm pretty sure that everybody who's listening to this, if I were to ask you before you come into listening to the meat and potatoes of this podcast, what is it that Spotify sells? If you say they sold a product. Right. I'm pretty sure nobody, and we should probably, that would be cool, like, before, like, the intro and everything. It's like, what do you think Spotify sells? Right. And everybody, 99.9%, the 0.1% is going to probably be a Spotify exec listening to this. <laughs> it's going to, everybody's going to say their product is music. Right. No one gives a shit about the platform. Right. I mean, it's slowly, in my opinion, becoming outdated. Right. I agree. Um, I mean, everybody, I think there was a, something about Apple, and I, I didn't even really get too far into it, but they're kind of exploring more of a hi-fi route now. Yeah. Um, I will have to delve into that as that unfolds. Yeah. Uh, it didn't delve too far beyond their little HomePod yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, so basically. kind of disturbing. Right. You have Spotify, who basically says, 
oh, we don't really care about the music. We care about selling Spotify, the platform. And I think that, like, directly then, like, translates to why, for example, if we want to talk about, like, payout rates and how that all happens, like, the payout rate as of last year and is essentially the average is, like, point zero zero three nine seven. Mm-hmm. Is a is a stream rate, um, and that's actually up from last year, which was point mm-hmm. zero zero three eight. So we're up like a, uh, a thousandth. <laughs> is that what that would be? Ten hundred thousand thousandths. Hundred thousand. Yeah, it's. We're I mean, it, it's negligible. It doesn't matter <laughs> if you want an answer. It doesn't, yeah, you're either going to make five dollars or five dollars. <laughs> yeah. You're not quite going to make that 501 yet. No. Um, But yeah, basically that's the payout rate. Um, But the interesting thing with payout rates is that they're basically not a one-size-fits-all number. And this is where, like, to me, streaming starts to get really shady. Because basically you you want streams, like, as an artist, like that means you're doing something right or people like your song and you'll probably get paid more. But the issue with this on the platform is that as more streams happen overall as a whole, the stream itself then gets devalued, which mm-hmm. is super interesting. So like as as people get more, you know, hundreds of millions of streams, a stream now doesn't really matter as much. I remember when Spotify first started and people were like you know, I have 10,000 streams and people were like, oh my gosh, that's so many, you know. And then it was like 100,000 and people were like, whoa, 100,000, so many. Now you have people getting hundreds of millions of streams. Mm-hmm. And hundreds of millions of streams, you could have 100 million streams and be like essentially a no-name artist still. Like there's plenty of artists with hundreds of millions of streams that no one knows of. So you know that song All About That Bass by Megan Trainer? I do know that song. There was a there was an article posted, I'm pretty sure by Tech Times. And yes. I'm gonna look it up real quick. And it essentially was that the songwriter only earned it was like it's yeah. It's it was like fifty five hundred yeah, 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 yeah. He owned he earned five fifty five hundred dollars. Yeah. Despite more than like uh, 178 million streams on Spotify alone. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So that fi- so essentially, he earned 31 dollars and 90 cents for every one million streams. Right. Yeah. I was like, that is crazy. Yeah, they interviewed him um, at a it was um, some meeting about basically streaming rates, and I think it was with the government. But basically, he was saying that you know. This is like the end all be all song. It was number one in seventy two countries. Wow, over two thousand fifteen, I think. Yeah, it had <clears throat> you know at that time one hundred seventy eight million streams. Just then, you know, who knows what it's at mm. now? But yeah. yeah, he only he said I'll look it up for you. Yeah, look that up. But he said he had at the time of that meeting he had made five thousand six hundred seventy nine dollars, mm. and yeah. And that it's like unacceptable, right? <laughs> that's what that is. <laughs> I hope that's unacceptable. <laughs> right? Uh, number one in seventy-two countries, one hundred seventy-eight million streams. 
Uh, oh. And you only make five. So it is made. So all about that base has four hundred twenty-eight million five hundred sixty-two thousand two hundred thirty-nine streams. Yeah. I wonder if we can extrapolate that number. But either way, he's probably only made fifteen thousand dollars right. off of half a billion streams. Right. On one of the biggest songs of our probably last five ten years. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like. That's crazy. But yeah, the stream, so like with the streams, the rate you get paid out, and this was new to me, it's based on the type of account, so who's listening, whether mm. it's a paid account or a free account, what country the stream is coming from. Which is odd. Yeah, which is odd. The quantity of streams and plays, which, you know, the amount, and then the currency, which, you know, the currency of the country and then any other contracts that are in place, which mainly pertains to labels. Hmm. So labels are getting, remember when I was talking about they were trying to get a different royalty rate by paying labels $2 billion over the next year or yeah. next year's. Yeah. So, so I'm going to just like fill in my own gaps with that. But essentially what I think, and if somebody knows this differently, please tell me or send us in an article. I couldn't find anything. But it makes yeah, me if we're feel wrong on this at all. Like, yeah. please, like, please fact check us. Like, right. this is this is all just, just from what we found on the internet. Yeah. Um, but essentially, I feel like Spotify is willing to pay the labels an upfront amount to then get to not have to pay them as much stream like royalty back. If that makes sense. So yeah. I think labels are saying like, sure, we'll take two billion dollars minimum over the next two years, and y'all can just figure out your stream thing. <laughs> like we'll take the money and run. Um, I feel like that's kind of what is maybe happening, but that's just my conspiracy theory with that. But basically, yeah, the stream like when you get paid out, you could have a million streams in America and a million streams in, say, I don't know, in England or London or Italy or wherever, you could have two totally different rates, which is nuts, getting paid out. And I think that is unfair, right? Oh, of course. <laughs> um, so if I mean, you a stream should be a stream. Right. And I understand, like, the paid account versus not paid account. I yeah. kind of understand that. Yeah. Just because they're not... Well, in all honesty, they are making money because they have the ad generation right. off of that. Right. So I can't even say that. Right. Basically, the best... The highest paid stream, from what I found, is basically American streams from paid users, uh, independent artists, and... This is where it gets tricky because the more streams you get, the more your stream gets devalued, essentially. So yeah. I don't know what the sweet spot is with it, <laughs> you know, of like once you pass 100 million streams, do you start getting screwed? But if you look at, you can go online and Google, I think there's this like really famous one of like a band that got a million streams and they posted their royalties. And you can see that, uh, that, that all their rates fluctuated. You know, a stream mm -hmm. wasn't worth the same amount from day to day. Um, so Don't get me wrong, though. There are those bands that, that well, it was like a band out of like Northern Europe that posted like a five song EP that was just silence. Yes. And they asked all their fans to keep on playing yes. it. And yep. they, I think they got like $20,000, like a $20,000 yes. payout from Spotify. They did. <laughs> <laughs> Which was all legal. And then Spotify changed their terms. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's crazy. Like, it's just such a weird company because you, there's no prediction, like, of really what you're going to make. You know, mm-hmm. like the number we said, 0.00397 per stream, is kind of like essentially a, an average, you know, or like what you could maybe hope to make. But you never know until you actually get your payout. So, like, if you have a hit song not in America, you're going to make less money. So, if all your fans but if are. The, if, if that's what they're advertising, though, yeah. then that's probably the top of what you're going to make. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's probably the top because it's like if I'm going to advertise something, I'm not going to say the lowest. Then right. like someone's going to be like, "Oh, I made higher than this." Sweet. It's like that's right. probably the highest you'll ever make with that yeah. at the current rate. Yeah. So that's to me that's crazy. So like that needs to change. Obviously, <laughs> there needs mm-hmm. to be some better yeah. regulation and better um, transparency of what you'll make if you have you know, a million streams, a hundred million streams, because Mm. essentially like as an artist, you know, I've heard the argument of like, well, you may not be making a hundred thousand dollars off a hundred thousand streams, but you're getting the platform Spotify and you're basically getting, you know, potential advertisement to millions and millions of people. And that should be worth something to people. But that's the whole exposure thing. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, is they don't guarantee that your song is going to get pushed in front of all their users, you know? It's like it's like that website you're talking about. How many millions of songs have zero plays? Yeah. So that argument to me, like, falls apart instantly. Forgotify.com. Like, yeah. Of just like, yeah, I mean, that sounds nice that I could have. I do have the potential to be exposed to tens of millions of people, but that's probably not going to happen because there's no way to really get your song in front of people which leads me to want to just mention that spotify now has like a pay to play sponsored content which is insane so basically that means that if you have enough money or basically if you're a major label right now you can pay spotify x amount of dollars and spotify will put your song up front or essentially in certain playlists and hmm. that'll then get filtered to people. So that's it, pretty messy. It's pretty messy because it's kind of like with radio when people used to pay to radio stations to put their song on. And obviously now that's been made illegal. But mm-hmm. it's, I think Spotify just is in like the Wild West era. Like there's no regulation really, there's really no rules. They haven't caught up yet. And they're just taking advantage of everyone right now. And, I think they've I think they've done a good job branding themselves as a platform that's like for the artists, for the people. But at the end of the day, they're not really concerned about the artists. They're concerned about making billions of dollars. Hence why they think their product is Spotify and not music. Hmm. So that's that. Yeah, it's it's a mess, man. Yeah. But so you wanna you wanna talk into Streamify at all? Yeah, I do. Before we jump into there too, I wanna just wrap that streaming thing with saying Spotify is currently being sued for over three hundred and forty five million dollars in royalty payouts. So and that number may be higher now. Hmm. But I mean it's kinda like you were saying, like red flag stuff, like mm-hmm. 
companies being sued for hundreds of millions of dollars in royalties. Somebody has a hit song in 72 countries and gets $5,000. Like, the stream rate is .00397. And major labels own Spotify, and Spotify has agreed to pay $2 billion minimum over the next couple of years into the labels. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, it's just kind of shady. Everything that's going on to me is just not... Uh, it's just kosher. Not, yeah, it's not kosher. It's not it's not helping the industry. I think that's the biggest thing is people think I think a lot of people think Spotify is like helping the industry and at the end of the day it's not. It's just uh, helping Spotify. Yeah, it's just helping Spotify. But yeah, let's talk about Streamify. Um and this was an experiment that you did I want to say back in October of last year. Yeah. It was, I think, October, and you went, you went pretty hard with the Instagram stories, and I did. What, but you, you said that you had a lot of a lot of response to it, and a lot of good I like did. response, and you had some friends who then uh, went and did this themselves. You released a song uh, called Terminal that you put out, yeah, and it's like, hey, well, let's just see what will happen, and then right. you, you attach that to that song, and yeah. Let's hear the story. So basically, for those listening, Streamify is a company that I found online that you can pay to buy streams, basically. So Streamify claims that if you give them X amount of dollars, they'll give you 1,000 guaranteed streams or 10,000 or 50,000, 100,000, a million streams if you're willing to pay their rate and... They claim it's from real people, not like bots or like a click farm, um, and that your streams come from playlists, um, DJs, and normal paid and unpaid subscriptions from all over the world. So I thought this was awesome because what I discovered was based on the payout rate of a stream if you were to buy into their million dollar or a million streams at their rate of what they were charging, I can't remember what they were charging. I did the math on my story, but basically, if you paid them a, for a million streams, you would essentially make back between four and six thousand dollars profit. I think it was like you, it was like ten thousand dollars you had to pay in, wasn't it? It was something really. No, high. I think it was only like twenty five hundred bucks. Oh, that was it. Yeah, for a million. Yeah. And you made profit between four. I did the math. It was like between four thousand and six thousand dollars, and that would be like if you got all low end streams or high end streams. So like a two thousand okay. dollars. I thought it was way higher than that. No, I think it was that. Um, okay. But regardless of the number, basically, when I did the math, it was showing that if I paid this company for streams, I would actually make money guaranteed. Mm. So then I was like, "Well, this is so interesting. I have to." do this for fun and see what happens. <laughs> see if I can make money off of it or double my money. So they, at the time, did a, uh, just if you sign up an account, they'll give you free uh, a thousand streams for free. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what the heck? Uh, I made this song with a buddy and we put it out kind of just like for fun. Um, and it was called Terminal. And it's a great song. It's, it's a really great song, like... I think it's awesome. Um, 
But yeah, I used that as a test of putting a thousand streams to that just to see what would happen. Um, and on my Instagram story, I kind of told everybody what I was doing, that this was happening for them to follow along. And so um, basically the only catch was you don't get to see your royalties for like two to three months, which is pretty standard mm-hmm. um, for everybody, you, whoever you're using as your distributor, TuneCore or CD Baby or whatever. Um, usually you see stuff every like quarter essentially. Mm-hmm. So I paid for the streams and um, they said they would deliver it within five days or I didn't pay for the streams. I got them for free. They said they'd deliver all 1,000 in five days or less, and that was basically it. So the next day, um, I had like a couple hundred streams, so I went on to my Spotify um, artist account page, and you can see in that like all the uh, analytics. So I looked, and it said like it was basically split male and female, majority American plays, um, coming from playlists and, um, there were no like bots or artificial, it was like pretty much all 98% was like accounted for as real humans. Um, and then they had like a 2% unknown, I think. Uh, and then, yeah, it was mainly America. It was like New York, Tennessee, California, Texas. And then I had like some England, uh, like Australia, um, which wouldn't be weird because I have some friends over there. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, so basically for the next five days, I monitored it like crazy and kind of updated people on what was happening. Um, and during this five days, what was interesting is what the benefit I got from Spotify. So we were a brand new artist, no other music. Um, and because of the consistency of streams, the song got like a really popular, uh, on the little bar thing next to songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the popular thing like filled up within like three days, and wow. I've had a lot of people have stuff come out and like never get past like a quarter of the bar. Hmm. So there was something I think with the amount of streams within like twenty four forty eight hours that boosted that, mm-hmm. and then I became a verified artist, which was interesting from it, yeah. and the song started popping up kind of on playlist stuff, which may have came from the Streamify thing because they said it was, you know, coming from playlists, so someone would have had to add it to playlists. Um, but essentially, it was kind of crazy because I've had people do releases um, and not do as well, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so over the next five days, mm-hmm. after five days, I think we were up to like 1,400 streams, Um and Streamify like sent me a notification saying they'd fulfilled their thing. And I checked everything and it was like all pretty much American streams still split pretty much down the middle, male and female. Um, everything looked legitimate, like correct. Yeah. Um, and so I thought, oh my gosh, like I need to buy the million streams today and make $4,000. <laughs> so before I did that, um, I wanted to really see the payout rate because obviously that would determine everything. Um, but during this time, I had like two or three buddies who were following along who really wanted to like experiment with this too. And so I had one buddy do like a $20 one and basically he made his money back, which was cool. Um, I had a buddy who tried to do the million dollar or the million stream ones. I keep saying million dollars, million streams 
And Streamify came back to him and said they didn't have the resources to do that, which was interesting. That's that's odd. Yeah. So they said... Was it a weird genre or something? No, or? it was like pop, like a pop song, because you tell them which song. And uh, I actually pulled up the rates and the plays. Yeah, what are they now? So I was way off. I was super wrong. So besides the free account, uh, $5 is 1000 $20 is 5000 40 10000 and then it escalates. Two million plays is uh, two thousand two hundred and fifty. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, if you do the math on it, for a million streams, you're actually making money off that. Yeah. Based on the payout. And it was a rate. it was a substantial amount of money too. Yeah. And you had money to reinvest as well. Right. Yeah. So on paper, it makes sense. Like it's a no brainer. Um, mm. But yeah, the, my buddy tried to do the million, and they said they didn't have the resources. So he did like I think he did. Um, I can't remember if it was 10000 or 100000 But anyway, he made his money back too. And then I got my payout, and I didn't spend any money, obviously, but it paid out right about where the average stream was is where hmm. I got paid out. So it was all correct, essentially. Um, but since then, I haven't done the million, the million stream one. And I did more research on Streamify. I've tried to contact Streamify like 10 times and they won't respond to like anything <laughs> as far as like just questions about how they function and all that, like no responses. Um, mm. The only responses I've got is basically like the auto one of like, we have your order and then order complete. But it's not like a real person. You know, it's like a no yeah. reply email. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's really interesting that you can do that and... Doing more research on Streamify, you can. I found a lot of people initially were like, "You're going to get kicked off Spotify because Spotify is going to like red flag you um, and like blacklist you forever." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Eh, probably not." But I researched it, and I've only found two people um, that have gotten kicked off, and they said they both use Streamify. And one guy said he was like managing a bunch of bands, and he like paid for like a hundred thousand streams for like 20 bands at one time wow and so he got red flagged and banned and then another kid said he did like a hundred thousand or something and got red flagged and then they basically their account gets deleted um well it's their artist account gets deleted so my understanding was they could sign up as just another artist you know, yeah. So like, I don't know why you couldn't. Right, you could just create a new artist account through your distributor <laughs> to get it on Spotify. So that's kind of like the Streamify story and experiment I did. And um, basically, if you want to pay to get streams and make a little money, you will probably break even or make money, but you'll also get a popular, excuse me, a popularity boost on Spotify, most likely which then can push you in front of people, which will get you even more streams. And hopefully, at the end of the day, you're getting actual fans, you know, because that's what you need is people to actually listen to it over and over again. I feel like at this point, we should also put a disclaimer of as much as we would love for you to try this and report back to us about your findings. Yes. We are not guaranteeing at all in any way, shape, or form, like a financial return. Definitely not. Because these res- these uh, rates change constantly. Right. They so, change constantly, and if you get red flagged or kicked off or 
who knows, you know, Streamify disappears. <laughs> we are not to be held accountable yeah. for your actions. However, if you do have, like, an experience with this, good or bad, please write in and let us know. Right, right. And also, I can't vouch for Streamify being a good company. Like, I, yeah. they won't respond. I mean, everything on their website looks super uh, generic. Super generic and legit, I'll say. Yeah. Where they have, like, testimonials of, like, Derek, who does hard rock, got a boost. Derek from Indiana. Yeah. It's like the most. Susie from Iowa. Generic customer review thing ever. And it's like a picture of a guy with a guitar and like a plain black shirt who's now, you know, a Spotify legend because he used to stream. Yeah. But yeah, so I can't vouch for like if the company's ethical or doing good things. Um, all I can tell you is my experience was they delivered exactly what they said they were going to. And it came from, according to Spotify, it came from playlists, real people, male, female, mainly American, and it all paid out. Like, I got actual payout from it. So that was my Streamify experiment this year, last year, I guess, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, man, it's, it's a crazy world. Yeah. So, should we talk about the future of Spotify? Yeah. And me personally, it's like, I have no clue where it's going to go. Right. Um, I think it's, I honestly will put money on it ending with the IPO. Yeah. So, you think Spotify is going to go out of business? Or do you think someone will buy it all out or something? I don't think it'll get bought out, and I could be completely speaking out of my butt, but when you have a company like this, and you have people like legitimately investing tens of thousands and perhaps hundreds of thousands of dollars into this, yeah, I mean, they're going to be reading like the financial statements, and right. they're going to be seeing like what's going on, and if Spotify has tried to hide anything in the past, I mean... You have the brightest minds in the world, like, in Wall Street, like, eating this stuff up, being like, is this a good financial decision or not? Yeah. And, I mean, they're going to be chewed up and spit out. I mean, it's like I said before. It's like GoPro. Went from GoPro to Go Broke. I mean, it's <laughs> just that's just what it is. Right. I mean, the market is what the market is, and the value is what the value is. You, you come in with, like, a 138.5, mil, uh, uh, like, IPO, it's like, no, no, no. $138.50, like, opening offer. That's what it is. If you come in with that, that's kind of ballsy. I mean, you're coming in, like I said, over Facebook. You're coming in, I think we're over, like, I mean, just about every other tech company. I can't think of another tech company that came in that high. Yeah. And I don't know why Spotify would be worth that. Yeah. Unless somebody else from behind the scenes is pushing that. Yeah. But I mean, even yeah. like with, even with like how stuff is going with stocks, I mean, um, uh, what is it like Kiplinger's and everything else? They're saying like, like Tesla is a good stock to get out of right now and stuff like that. And it's just like, it's like stuff's not like how you think it is, like in the financial market where you see Tesla coming out with these awesome trucks and these like solar roofing platforms and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, but then in the market, Everybody's saying that Tesla's overpriced and yeah. it's like, just get ready. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it's it's weird, but then you have a company like GE who's making freaking jet engines, trains, and, like, household appliances and stuff like that. They just went from, uh, I think they were $18, $19, $20. I think I saw earlier, like, yesterday they were around $14. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, Ford, who's the largest truck manufacturer in the world, I think they're $10 a share. Yeah. And then Delta bounced a couple years ago. I think they're like twenty or thirty dollars a share, and they were hovering around. Uh, they were hovering around ten dollars a share. So yeah. it's like the financial market, man, is crazy. Yeah. So it's like just because you're like, oh, we're going public, that doesn't mean anything. Right. That doesn't mean anything at all. Right. For the short term, yes. Yeah. And as a, as a valuation, and as possibly to get more financing, but right. I mean, in the long run, you could. I mean, you could very well be seeing the end of Spotify. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't. What about you? I I see like I have a lot of thoughts, but basically, I think something is going to have to change drastically. Otherwise, artists are going to start pulling music because it's Mm. not it's not beneficial to put your product out there if it's going to be devalued that much. You know, you're better off. I mean, if you take the guy who was co-writer on All About That Bass only making $5,600 on 178 million streams. Mm-hmm. He would be better off writing his own, like, generic funny song and selling it to, like, 6,000 people for a dollar each. Yeah. Like, he would make more money off 6,000 fans who buy it on iTunes, which is very yeah. dual. Like, if you're an artist and, like, this guy obviously can write a hit song... Hopefully, like, I'm assuming he was a big part of it. Um, <laughs> he could probably write another song and just put it on iTunes or some other platform to buy and have 6,000 people buy it, you know, Yeah. and not put it on stream on uh, Spotify. And I think that's, like, the thing with this is Spotify has created one of the biggest, like, FOMOs, like, fear of missing out, because there <laughs> is that potential that you land that playlist, you know? You land that playlist that has 10 million followers and all of a sudden you're viral, you know? And people Mm -hmm. think that will give them a career or pay for their, solve all their money issues or something, you know? Like, it's, and I mean, what we've seen is like, even if you have 178 million streams, you're only making five thousand, six thousand dollars. Like, mm-hmm. like that's not anything to live off of. You know, that yeah, probably give me a break. Like, you won't even recoup. Well, depending on how you made the song, but you know, like it's just. I think Spotify has created, and this is interesting because I think they have created. Like, people are buying into Spotify, the platform of that. Like, if you can say you're on this cool playlist within a group of artists, like even with Nashville, I see people post things about like, oh, I'm on this playlist. And because of that playlist's like clout on social media or just on the internet, people then view that artist as like, um, you know, like cool or like more popular. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean they're making any sort of money off of it. And I think that's, the big thing I notice is like as an artist, I mean, I've told a bunch of artists I work with, like pull your music off Spotify, sell it first for a year. Then after that year, put it on Spotify. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a Taylor Swift move. 
Like, it's literally she's a genius with this mm. because she basically was like, I'm going to sell the album first, make tons of money, then Spotify can have it, you know, and now just make, like, residual stream money. I think the year before she went on tour, I read that... I'm sorry, the year before she put it on Spotify, Yeah. Uh, when she released uh, 1989, she made $55 million that year. Yeah. I mean, that's... I mean, that's a testament <laughs> right. that, that you can do that. Right. I just pulled up that Post Malone's Rockstar in, in general, which was like at the top of the chart for like yes. weeks, at least the Spotify chart. Yeah, it was. Um, let's see. It was total song revenues come from combination of digital sales streams. Yes, we know this. For Post Malone's Rockstar, the sales streams split from Thursday, September 28th through Thursday, October 5th. Um, it looks like he had, it looks like he made $277,000 off of all the streams that he had. Well, I'm going to go and I'm going to look up on Spotify, like what actually he got. So he And made, I'm not the biggest Post Malone fan. You're but, saying he made like half, a quarter million dollars off streaming? The song. Off the song, yeah. The song. And it's uh, and who knows who's behind it and how that gets split up after that. Right, yeah. Um, as of right now, and I can't imagine that 2018 was better to Rockstar than 2017 was. Yeah. That's just my guess because it was released in 2017. It was like you heard it everywhere in 2017. Right. But it has 843 million... Three hundred and eight thousand five hundred and seventy five hundred and sixty seven like streams. Dang. So like, so he's getting paid out and, on the low end. A hundred and sixty, or or it'd be a hundred and thirty seven million streams below one billion. Yeah. And he only made two hundred and seventy seven thousand dollars, or the song. Let's call it that. Right. The song made that because I think that this is a little skewed. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so for just shy of a billion downloads, he made $277,000 on that song. And like I said, who knows how that has to get split up. Maybe that's what he actually made because, I mean, if you do the math of just... You think so? Well, if the payout stream rate of what Spotify said is if you take point zero zero three nine seven. It says total song revenue. 397 times, let's just say, 750 million, which was less. Yeah. I'm doing it right now. 750 million times 0.00397 comes out to $2.9 million Hmm. is what he would have made if that stream rate was right. So that means he either got paid out super low which would confirm my but theory. But who knows what countries are listening to Right, too. that too. So that And like, then for replays, you're lower. Right. So that's, I guess, what I'm saying is like, my theory is probably correct of like the devaluing of a stream. Yes. You know, where's the sweet spot? <laughs> you, The more popular you get, the less money you're going to make, probably, <laughs> overall. And the article starts off, I went straight to the numbers. The article starts off, Post Malone's hit single Rockstar um, generated... Uh, two hundred and seventy-seven thousand dollars in total song revenue. Yeah, hmm. 
So, uh, like, since its release, September of 2017. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's nuts. So, yeah, that means he got paid, like, way lower than what they're advertising. Yeah. And they go, the, the article goes on to say the song generated more than $500,000 of total revenue, which I don't really understand. But Maybe that was a current rate after that. Either way, Perhaps. that's way lower than what I just calculated yeah. based on what they're saying their stream rate is. I mean, if you say total song revenue, to me, that means gross. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean net. Right. That means gro- like like gross as in like that's what everybody has received before yeah. everybody gets divvied out and expenses are paid. Right. So I don't really know where the 500000 comes in. Yeah. But, I mean, still, it's like I don't see where streaming is a viable way to live right i mean if you have just shy of one billion plays right like in 2000 right you are stupid rich right you are not a quarter million dollars rich right you are stupid rich right so yeah but yeah i guess that's to me one of the issues is like i feel like the artist's they're going to get smarter and realize this just isn't worth my time, like, for money, you know? And that's where, like, I feel like the fear of missing out with Spotify, they've created that for artists to think. They're giving them the chance. It's like a lottery. It's like why people play the lottery, because you may just win. Like, somebody's got to win. Could be you. And that's how... But normally you'll just win enough money to buy another ticket. Exactly. And that's how I feel like Spotify (laughs) is. They're like... You may get on the playlist. Why not? Someone's got to. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, no independent artists. Uh, actually, the people on the major labels will first because they own us. So <laughs> it's yeah, just like, it's, uh, man, yeah. it's messy. So, yeah. So I don't, I see wow. Spotify have to, I see them having to change something. Otherwise, people are going to get tired of the platform and move on. Um, and that'll be interesting, though, because, I don't know, it'll just be interesting because, like, I have a Spotify account, and I pay I for it. Well. Like, I do the paid. Same. Um, and so I like the idea of it, but I would also pay more money a month. I would personally if I knew the artists were getting paid more. Like, the service to me. not for title. No, not for title. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing is, and this is the other thing within Spotify that's weird is like, so we have a family plan um, and you can have, I think we pay, it's like a total of $16.77 or something. That's it. We have it for our office. Yeah. And um, so you can have up to six people on that. Mm-hmm. And if you do the math on that, Spotify is essentially losing money. Yes. Because if you have six people splitting the bill of $17... You know, they're only making a couple bucks a person. And my theory that I want to, like, pitch to Spotify has been, like, okay, you basically have two levels. You have, like, free level, $10, and then, like, $16. But if you just charged everybody, like, $5, like, that was it. Mm -hmm. Just there's no family plan. There's no free plan. All you do is $5. Like, they could just, like, quadruple what they're making. Like We're creating nuts. an exclusivity at that point. Yeah. And I think that, to me, like, there's got to be a reason why they don't do that. But I just feel like they're themselves are throwing away money with the family plan. Like, 
you don't even need a family plan. Why, why do they even offer that? <laughs> like, just make everybody pay for a subscription. Mm-hmm. Or lower the subscription amount and get more people to buy in. So that's like a side tangent thing. But I just feel like they're not ran very well. And I think, I think artists are going to catch on that this doesn't work. And something will either have to drastically change or someone's going to come along and figure out how to make streaming work in favor of the artists to where everybody feels valued. Here's my weird thought is I'll actually combat what you said in that I actually, I don't think that people will pull their music from Spotify because it's a free resource in some instance. And yes, I might not be collecting money from this place, but it doesn't cost me anything to put money here. Yeah, that's true. When you and it's like if it gets picked up, it gets picked up. But yeah. if it doesn't, then at least via my mindset, I'm going to go somewhere else and I'm going to go pump it. But I'm not really going to put a lot of energy into Spotify. Yeah, I think that's I, th- I think that's my rebuttal. Yeah, that's to a great that. point. Yeah, um, but it, I I don't think that a lot of people have. Uh, the pockets to do what Taylor Swift's like, like th- what she started with 1989. Yeah. Um, I'm actually very curious why she came back to Spotify. <clears throat> I bet actually, it, I bet it had something to do with label stuff. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Um, that's actually more interesting to me than anything else that she did. It's like, why did you go back? Yeah. Um, just like the psychology behind it's that. The fear of missing out, what I just said. She was scared. I so, mean, it, it, it could be, so but, but her, also it's like you kind of... been like, we're missing out. Don't you want to be on the playlist? But I don't know, man. <laughs> it's like she doesn't seem like someone who's got FOMO. I think she, she has see, huge FOMO. You think she has FOMO? Oh, yeah. And you see, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So it's... Uh, I feel like she does That's this based my on her, like, latest album with reputation and all that. Like, she cares a lot about what people think, according to yeah, what she's the, put Yeah, the out. whole reputation album is saying, I don't let go of shit. Right. <laughs> and that I that, care, and that I don't yeah. want to miss out on cool kids at Spotify. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's my theory. The, al- the album is definitely interesting. I I mean, I, I like 1989. I oh, 1989's awesome. Bought it digital. Bought it on vinyl. I think I have a. I think I have a CD of it as well. I mean, I yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I like Taylor Swift. I just think I like the Ryan Adams version of it as well. Yeah, that one's cool. I guess I don't really like that one. I, don't know. <laughs> I do like I Ryan like Adams it. though, but I don't like the Taylor Swift version. Oh, um, no, no, no. I like it. But yeah, I, like I said, I would be curious why she came back. Yeah, and it's like she did a huge promo with Apple, doing commercials and stuff like that. Um, but like I said, that's my question. Do I think artists will pull off? No, because it's free and because it's exposure. Yeah. Um, do I think it's them selling out? Not necessarily because I think we're in an odd world to where you really, as a band, you really have to pound the pavement. And from what I've seen, and this may be a very ignorant statement, it doesn't seem like labels help out at all. Yeah. In terms of like getting you anywhere. The only thing that you can really do is post a picture of you holding up some paperwork and a pen uh, that that like Sony or somebody gave you and saying we got signed. But right. does that actually do anything for you? I don't really think so. Yeah. Um, 
perhaps indie labels, um, like a very intentional indie label. But yeah. in terms of like the big players and everything, I don't see how it will. Right. Um, and being signed, I don't think really helps you besides saying you're signed. It's kind of like saying mastered for I'm I'm a mastered for iTunes engineer. It's right. Like, yeah, but that doesn't really mean anything because you right. get into it, and it's like if you actually figure it out, it's an easy process. Right. So there's no backing to it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my random rebuttal on that. Yeah, that's a great point. Sorry if that trailed off. No, that was great. So I feel like that kind of covers everything we want to talk about today. Yeah. Is that um, correct? I, I think so, and I think that what Sam and I were talking about before we started recording, we, we may want to investigate, uh, if not, we'll just edit this part out, uh, <laughs> in that we may look into, hey, what's the future of digital mu- music look like? Right. And we may uh, come back to this, revisit it, we may interview a couple people uh, who have some ideas and whatnot, perhaps have a little more crowd yeah. than we do in this realm. Um, but yeah, let's get a dialogue going and let's actually talk about this. And yeah. let's say, like, where do we go from here to, like, actually make the artist a product? Right. Like, where do we go from here? So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that. I really hope that we're able to do that. Um, I can think of a couple people right now off the bat to where we can have a part two and part three, and I'm sure Sam can as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that that's really how I how I'd like to leave it. I'd really like to do some follow up to this. Okay, we'll do follow up then. Cool. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. To be continued. <laughs> Excellent. You have anything else for the ladies and gents in uh, podcast land? I don't think so. I would just say whatever you're having, have a good one. Morning, afternoon, or evening, whatever y'all are having, have a darn good one. Have a darn good one. Thank you so much for... (laughs) Have a darn good one. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you. Roll the music, Sam. Rolling. Rolling.